I would say for parents, it's that the three magic words are tell me more. When talking to a teenager, the most important thing is to listen. You're not talking at them. It's a conversation and they are sharing their struggles. And the only way that you can help them is that you fully understand how they feel. The Life in Motion podcast is brought to you by Actual Outdoors. They help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation. Said simply, they keep it real. Learn more at actualoutdoors.com. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up, and welcome to episode 156 of Life in Motion. I've got Pippa Scott with me, who's a shredder on the snowboard, but more importantly, has a big heart. She started an organization called Ride for Mental Health that's all about spreading awareness for teen mental health in the snow sports community. I'm excited to hear her story and how she's spreading awareness on such an important topic. Pippa, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, yes, I'm excited. Um, you know, we uh, both both know Will one way or the other, so um, I'm, I'm excited that he helped make this connection, um, and especially for, you know, as I mentioned, what uh, what you're up to and, and trying to help raise awareness for. But before we, we kind of go into that, let's kind of start with uh, who you are, where you grew up. Um, obviously, I mentioned snowboarding and stuff before, so kind of what, what is your 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 journey so far so i grew up in boston mass i live in dorchester and i started snowboarding when i was three and i moved right up to killington vermont around third grade to snowboard as consistently as possible and i was going to elementary school and since it was vermont i could just leave school midday and i would get to go snowboarding with my nanny who was <laughs> My snowboard coach. It was amazing. And I started going to nationals around that time, got to compete. I like met a lot of my close friends now around that time. And then I started going to Colorado six months out of the year and started going to bigger competitions. Now I compete in rev tours and I go to a smaller private school in Killington now. I go to Killington Mountain School and I'm a sophomore in high school. That's that's awesome. So so three year old or three years old. So uh, I guess were your your parents big into it? I think you, you mentioned uh, your nana was a, a um, teacher as well. So my nanny, she was a snowboard coach and then she also took care <laughs> of me and my So that's that's pretty pretty awesome nanny there. Um so so what I guess as as a as a kid, you know, being so young and, and I'm also kind of taking this from my perspective of uh, my oldest uh, is four um, and I have them on uh, Strider BMX bikes and that kind of stuff because BMX is sort of my thing. But what what was it about? Like, it, of course, I, I don't know if you can remember that. I can't remember what it was like when I was three or four <laughs> years old. But, you know, if, if you had to guess, like, what was it about, like, just the activity in itself, like before it kind of started to get more more serious per se um so i think for me when i first got on a snowboard i actually remember it pretty well because i'm only 16 i feel like i remember parts of that like in and out and i think that snowboarding came very naturally to me it was something that when i was outside and ever since i was little i've loved being outside and so just being able to do something that was like outside and made me very present was something that I loved. 
And when my parents were talking to me when I was in third grade and were like, okay, what what do you think about snowboarding more? Like, what, if, what do we think if we start to like compete more? And we'll go to school sometimes, but we'll also snowboard a lot more. And I, like, I don't know what third grader would be like, no, school sometimes, <laughs> snowboard all the time. I was like, uh, 100% I want to do that. And so I was just super stoked to be able to do something that I was super passionate at, about at such a young age. That That's awesome. And then, you know, even to have that, that recognition uh, early on about, you know, not just the sport, but the connection with, you know, being outside and kind of the benefits of that. And of course, obviously plug in the, the activity to it. So, um, so, so as, you know, as any uh, kid would, that would be presented with that opportunity, you, you took it. So what was it like as far as, um, you know, once you got into um, competitions and, and that kind of stuff, because, you know, I would imagine, you know, there's, there's a balance. Um, I mean, kind of to the point, like a mental balance of what you're doing, you know, you're, you're, with friends, but you're competing against yourself, you know, you're setting standard or um, expectations for yourself in a way and whatnot. What, what was that kind of like as, uh, you know, kind of as you were getting started? Definitely growing into it was very difficult because it was taking something that I loved and I was passionate about and it was turning it into a competitive side and that was really hard because all the friends that I had made we started to compete against each other so it wasn't just like hey how are you it was also like oh what run are you doing and <laughs> <laughs> it just brought in this side of it that I very much struggled with in the beginning because I was in the middle of like do I want it because I'm a highly competitive person so I was like yeah I want to compete but do I want to do it with snowboarding and so I it was hard to find the balance but once I did it became amazing it was like realizing that you don't have to spend every day in the park and you don't have to spend every day on snow training it's actually you still want to have the love for your sport and you still want to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that also have the love for the sport so that when you are having like a free day and there's a pow day and stuff like that that you are having fun on your snowboard because if you're not having fun, you're not going to progress and you're not going to go far in the sport. Yeah, I abs absolutely agree with that. And, and to be able to kind of find that balance, like you said, to still, um, keep, keep that original love that you've had for the sport going. Um, you know, even when it, when it got a little more, uh, more serious and stuff with the, with the contest. So, and you've, 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 uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, you spent, you know, six months out of the year in, in Colorado and then, uh, doing the rev tour and that kind of stuff. What are some of the, like the the travel experiences that that have come come with that? It's amazing. I wouldn't trade being able to travel the world with my team for anything. So uh, we travel in like the summer normally to different countries, and then we just like we just follow the snow around all year round. And when I started to get into the to like the Rev Tour circuit, it was consistently moving. <clears throat> like every week we would move to another place. I would I would say that even now I don't spend a month in one place. <laughs> and as a teenager having that loss of consistency there are two sides to it. There's one side that's like, "Oh my gosh, I've lived so much life already and I'm only 16 and I've seen so many new things and I've learned so many cool things." But then there's also that like I have little structure and I very much like have to take care of myself. So it definitely comes with an amazing sense of independence, but also there's parts of it where it's like 
okay, like I have to remind myself to be on top of my stuff. Yeah, and definitely, you know, teaches uh, in an interesting way, kind of a, um, I don't know, maturity is the only word that's coming to to my mind, but kind of in that sense, and I'm sure, um, you know, you, you you probably get that sense as far as the the responsibility and, and everything that comes along with that, you know, when you're, you know, with your, your other friends that might be back home that might not be um, competing and doing that kind of stuff, but kind of kind of growing up fast in that sense, I guess, getting a, an appreciation for everything. Yeah, agreed, 100%. That's, that's awesome. So do you have a, like, with all that, is there, like, a favorite, um, you know, travel story or a favorite kind of experience, uh, you know, snowboarding with friends, maybe that's that's filming something or in a contest or, or something like that, that that's kind of really, like, stuck with you and has has kind of helped, uh, I guess, inspire you to to continue if there's like that one that one story. Um, I gotta think. I think my one story would probably be when I went to Mount Hood. So this was around the time that High Cascade still had its own campus and right in Govey. And I was there with BK Pro, which is a snowboard camp that Sean White's coach used to run. And I went with my brother and I remember that snowboard culture was thriving and it was insane as I think I was 12 to see pro snowboarders just walking around the High Cascade campus (laughs) and to see like kids my age and there obviously there weren't a lot of girls because action sports is just like there's a huge lack of women but there were some girls my age and there were girls older than me and then there were just like boys my age and everybody was doing the same sport that I did and everybody had the same passion that I did it just was mind boggling to just little me. I was like, okay, I want to be a part of this community. I want everything to do with these people. Like I have finally found my family and like, this is my home now. That's awesome. I could, I could imagine that, um, to, to a sense, it sounds like it was a much uh, larger experience. But so when I was a, a kid, I used to go to Camp Woodward, uh, like, as I mentioned, to ride BMX bikes. And I remember my, my first time there and you see like, BMX pros that you know I've been looking up to and stuff, and they're there. Uh, you know, only a handful of them. Not as not as an extensive as as your experience, but kind of being like an all, like oh wow, this guy is, is really here, this girl's really here, or whatnot. So um, that that's awesome. Yeah, I so, went to some Woodward when I was little too, and they're so cool. And I agree, it's a very similar experience. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, been been a been a great experience there as I was growing up, and then I was a, a camp- actually that's how I met Will. Actually, we both uh, worked there, um, so that's how a- I met Will too. Oh, really? Were Were you in East? Yeah, I was at Woodward, PA. Okay, so then there's then I would guess depending on how long ago that was that you met him. Because I don't think he's been at camp for a while, but I would guess that we were probably at Woodward at the same time at one of those points. I would um, guess so too. So, which is kind of funny, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's that's awesome. Small world. Um, so, Small world. so kind of as as you men- as you mentioned, um, you know, as, as you 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 kind of dived into um, into the sport and into the competition. You mentioned you know kind of balancing um, between 
kind of the, the different ways it, it pulls you, whether that's, you know, not being in the same place for more than a, a month at a time or traveling and friends and then the competition aspect and all these different things. Um, you know, obviously that plays a, a big role um, in, in mental health, I feel like. And so I guess that's a good tra- um, transition to kind of chat about, um, you know, Ride for Mental Health, kind of what it's all about and, and kind of the, you know, where you're looking to take it. Yeah, so I originally started Ride for Mental Health because I lost three of my friends to suicide. And I remember I got on the phone with Will and I called Will after I lost my third friend to suicide. And this was about six months ago. And I was like, Will, like, we got to do something. All these kids are like struggling and there's like we are we can't just sit there and we can't just watch these kids struggle. We have to do something. And so Will and I's conversation pretty much just ended with, yeah, adults want to do something, but teenagers don't want to listen to adults. That is the simple fact of it. Yeah. <laughs> As a teenager, I can agree. If an adult tells me to turn left, I want to immediately take a sharp right. And so <laughs> I was like, okay, so I have to figure out how I can help my peers. And so that was starting Ride for Mental Health. I sat down with the counter at the kitchen counter with my dad. And I was like, we have got to start to make a change in my like beloved community. Like, like the little me who was at High Cascade now wants to try and save all those kids that she was walking around with. Like, I can't let those kids slip through my fingers. So... My dad and I sat down and he was like, okay, let's figure out what we can do. So we built a website and the website started to come along and I was wondering, how do I make profit? So I started to make hoodies and it had my friend's name who died on the back. It said ride for Eli. And on the front, it had a photo of Eli snowboarding. And those started to sell pretty quickly and everything started to pick up very quickly. And I realized that there was a major gap in the action sports community when it came to mental health and that there is a lot of room to have conversations and people are starting to warm up to the simple fact that we need to start having these conversations. Like there is no and ifs or buts about it anymore. We need to sit down and we need to talk about it as a community to help try and save these teenagers who are dying by suicide. So Ride for Mental Health is just all about that. It's just trying to open people's minds up and trying to remove the stigma around mental health, like one person at a time. Yeah, no, that's, um, you know, obviously, very, very unfortunate about um, your friends, and of course the one uh, common one that that we shared there with with Eli. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's it it's, kind of takes me aback a little bit by um, you know considering how how young you are to taking on this this huge um, this this kind of what seems like a like a huge task, you know, a huge feat, which is which is super super important. So I think that in itself, like you having that initiative, is super. Um, impressive to me, um, just just in the just in general in that way. So uh, one, I, I want to appreciate you for that. So as so as you were kind of you know you, you made the website, started selling the hoodies, we're getting some traction. You know what? How how I guess did it um, did the did the plan? Because it's only been for like a couple months, as you mentioned. So how has that plan kind of changed? You know, you, you had this initial idea. 
But then like, what are the different steps that you're going to take to, to break down that stigma, to have these conversations um, and, and kind of support the community in that way? So about, I want to say like a little bit less than a month ago, Ride for Mental Health went to nationals in Colorado for snowboard and free ski. And we talked to over 2000 athletes and we had a tent and I went with SPTS and I had two on-site therapists and we talked to Mike Mallon and who is the, I'm pretty sure he's the head of USASA. And um, we got to talk to all these teenagers about how to properly assess a crisis situation when it comes to mental health. And we had two forums and we just started to educate teenagers on how A, they can help their friends and B, they can help themselves. And we gave out pamphlets and we had bracelets that say, tell your friends you love them. And we gave out these um, hearts that were filled with lavender that had the 988 number on it, the suicide hotline number. And so that was our first step was to have an outreach. And so with that became a lot, a lot of traction. I was on stage at USASA um, at nationals every single day at the award ceremony, telling people about Ride for Mental Health, about statistics, about the alarming facts and like the suicide rates. And so when we were there, we talked, we got to talk and sit down with Mike Mallon and talk about how we're going to start to educate coaches on warning signs. So that is Ride for Mental Health's next steps is educating coaches, being a part of the level 100, 200, 300 certification and making it so that all of the action sports community as safe sport is today, making Ride for Mental Health's curriculum a part of safe sport. No, that's, that's awesome. And to hear kind of the the response that you had in that initial outreach. So were, were any, was anybody like hesitant, I guess, to be part of those forums and like listen to those things just because, you know, some, you know, serious topics like that, some people tend to avoid them, even if, you know, they, they, they feel strongly or, you know, about themselves or someone else, you know, that can kind of happen. Did, did you, did you ever sense that? Or was, were people just like, wow, there's, you know, like you said, there's there's someone kind of my age up here talking about this stuff and sharing this information. I'm going to listen uh, now that it's, you know, not my my grandfather or, you know, somebody older. Oh, 100 percent. I felt that there was you could feel the stigma around mental health, if I'm being completely honest. But it wasn't with my generation. It was with parents. Oh. parents, Because there is this idea that talking about suicide brings it into a child's mind. And that is simply false. Talking about suicide in a proper way, bringing it up in a healthy way, is not going to plant the idea of suicide in a child's mind. And so when when you're talking to parents about it, they think that just bringing it up to their child, just saying, hey, I want to make sure that like we are your support system and if you are ever feeling like you are going to hurt yourself like you can talk to us just saying that is going to help your kid alone and parents think kind of it's more like oh but that's telling them that they can hurt themselves it's like no it's telling them that you're there if they ever were to be in that situation so with teenagers I felt an immense amount of support I think that our generation really understands that our country is in a mental health crisis 
But with the older generation, even today, like yesterday, I'm so tomorrow I ho- I'm hosting an event, a skate and support session. And I was putting out posters and I was some um, older man came up to me and he was like, oh, what are you putting out posters for? And I was like, oh, I run a nonprofit for mental health. And he was like, oh, never mind. And I was like, I don't understand why people shy away from it so much, but it's not teenagers. It's more the older generations. That's interesting and um, also very rude of him also. <laughs> but um... wild. I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> That's yeah, that that seems, you know, I, I don't I, I don't I don't know. There, there's lots of things that are going on in our society nowadays. Um, and I don't think that's that's one of them that you could roll your eyes at. Um, I think everybody should be able to agree on that one. Um, <laughs> but so 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 you mentioned so 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 the teenagers are super receptive. Parents, parents, parents uh, kind of hesitant as far as as far as, you know, having their own thoughts, as you mentioned. Ha- have you noticed that, you know, maybe parents within within the communities that that you're you're speaking to and and working with and whatnot do you feel like that stigma like within that they have is kind of coming down and they're opening up to the idea of having these conversations and and helping their kids or their friends kids or whatever that might be i think that it is a slow change even my parents are getting better by the day like my mom is definitely learning how to appropriately assess situations because my parents are huge volunteers. My parents help me with everything. And so if my mom was a part of a crisis situation, when I first started Ride for Mental Health, I think she would shy away from it. But now I think she would know what to say. So it's just the simple fact of educating people on proper ways that they can assess a crisis situation. And I think that the snowboard and action sports communities are going to be very susceptible to that as long as they are willing to get educated and take time out of their days so that they know how to properly deal with these types of situations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and I feel like from you know, the, the kids that are, are doing, or, you know, even adult, I still ride a BMX bike and I'm 32 now. Um, but, and, and obviously Will's older too and still riding, but, you know, you see kind of these, these idols, um, and, you know, like a big one in the BMX world was, was Dave Mira a couple of years ago. Um, you know, and you, you see these, these, un, these, these tragic things happen to, to the the athletes that you that you look up to, and I and I feel like that kind of help probably helps with the ones that are participating in that kind of you know make it seem real. Like, hey, I'm not I'm not the only one. You know, sure, I'm like you know working my ways up, you know, on the competition or videos or whatever I'm trying to do within the sport. But you know, here here's this highly decorated person, and they're going they're they're going through something too. So I, I feel like that might help with that does. Maybe not help. Maybe that's not the right word. Um, but I think you understand what, where I'm kind of trying to go with that. I think it makes it more relatable for the kids. Yes. Yes. A- absolutely. So, uh, and, it, and it's and it's good to hear that even though if it's a slow process with the parents, that that is kind of changing. So, um, so so you mentioned you know the next step is kind of um, working with these coaches and that. So are there is there like a specific um, I, I guess, how are you, or how many coaches is like, is there a goal of like how many um, coaches to kind of get within in the program to start identifying that and add that to the safety 
aspect of things or, or what is that process going to look like over, you know, the next couple months, six months or whatnot? So right now we're working with Mike Mallon and we have got, um, we're working with SPTS and Mike Mallon on building a curriculum for coaches on how to properly assess mental health situations. And so we ultimately want it to go across all sports. We want it to be a part of the action sports community. We want it to be a part of club sports, a part of like anything that involves teenagers and coaches. Let's, we want Ride for Mental Health curriculum to be all over that so that even a soccer coach can know if their kid is struggling of how to assess the situation. And that's the goal for right now, but we're starting small and we're starting with the snowboarding free ski community and we're hoping that everybody gives us feedback and we'll know what to fix and how to help like keep the movement going. Yeah. And then, and then with that, will there be, um, I guess the best word I can think of it is as an ambassador. So, you know, the teenagers within the programs, you know, maybe as you mentioned, you know, being more relatable, um, as, as you, as you being younger, talking to the kids and whatnot, um, where, where they can kind of help spread that within that coaching or within that city or, or whatnot. What do you mean? Um, you know, basically if there's, uh, I guess, um, like a, like a teen advocate, I guess when, so say, say there's a coach in, um, Colorado out there and, um, you know, maybe one of his kids, um, or her kids is, you know, kind of the advocate for, you know, relating, relating to the other kids within that snowboarding community, whether it's within the same coach or not, um, to kind of help spread that awareness and, and create, you know, that relatability as you did when, when you first did the outreach. Yeah. I think that having other teenagers to talk to their friends is the most important part. I think that teenagers will listen to teenagers, sadly. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. <laughs> um, but if it's an adult talking at you, that is not something that's going to work for any teenager, especially when it's like a personal topic. That's not something that they're going to be receptive to. But having a teenager sit down and ask you how you are and that they love you and that they're there for you and that you're not alone, that's something that's going to hit very close to home for that person. And so it does make it very easier if it's a teenager talking to a teenager. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, I think there's definitely a, a unique oppor- opportunity to kind of blend blend the two uh, age, age groups in, in that sense um, and to kind of make that ultimate that ultimate impact there. So, um, so before I ask our last question that I usually do, is there anything else that we might not have covered, um, about it all? I think we got it all. I think that, yeah, I think we covered everything. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, kind of obviously the, the success that it's had so far in, in raising that awareness, but to see that continue to grow. So, so one question we always ask our guests is kind of one piece of advice that they can take away um, or that our audience can take away. And so in this case, I guess, um, it, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the two, the two different age groups. Um, so I, I guess if you were to uh, have a piece of advice for a parent to not, not um, be closed minded, I guess, about that subject with their kid, you know, what, whatever age that they are, teenager or whatnot, what would you what would you say to that parent um, 
to, to help them kind of make that connection about such an important topic. Um, and then I guess the other side of the coin too, what, I guess, what piece of advice do you want to say or give to um, any teens or anybody in uh, particular that, you know, might be kind of going through a, a tough time? I would say for parents, it's that the three magic words are tell me more. When talking to a teenager, the most important thing is to listen. You're not talking at them. It's a conversation and they are sharing their struggles. And the only way that you can help them is that you fully understand how they feel. And most parents are not emotionally equipped to assess a a mental health crisis situation. So you need to ask them, tell me more, the three magic words, And you need to make sure that you go out and you need to find them professional help. That is the best way that your teenager will be safe. And for a teenager, I think my advice would be is that asking for help is brave. And when doing that, you are making it so that other people in your life, it's going to make it easier for them to communicate with you if you go and ask for help. And if you have other people in your life that you're surrounded by and they're also also struggling, remember that talking to your friends is a snowball effect. Telling one of your friends that you love them is a snowball effect. Absolutely. I think I think those both are, are key pieces of, of advice there. And I especially love the um, the, the snowball effect. I think um, even that's a pun intended with the whole snow, snowboard thing. But I think that that is very important and very true as well. So. With that being said, where where can people find you online um, to see where you're up to, kind of follow your journey, and then obviously get involved um, however they can? So on Instagram, it's Ride4MH, and my website is RideForMentalHealth.com. And all of my events and outreach and information is all on my website. Same goes with my Instagram, and yeah, we are doing we're just starting to do um like short little interviews with professional athletes on instagram to talk about mental health so go check that stuff out super dope awesome well everyone definitely um make sure you check out the website uh see what she's up to see what the community's up to um pippa i appreciate you coming on to share your story um share your passion and i i really appreciate what you're doing and i wish you the the best of luck as you uh continue down this this path to to make such a big impact thank you so much for having me thanks for listening and hey if you made it this far and like what you've heard go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life emotion until next time